Hallo und herzlich willkommen zum Auf die Fresse wie WXW Review Podcast in English. I mean, Hound and as always, joined by Mike Kilby and Mike. After Back to the Roots, are we back? I think we might well be. Um, very much back. Um, the, the, the fever is taken over. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're on the road. We're on the road to 16 carat, as we always are. But like, man, they, 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 they put it into top gear, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're racing there. Like, Saturday night, you know, following Strigger stuff on uh, Twitter throughout the show, like, I've never seen that kind of reaction, well, not since COVID, it feels like, for a, a non-festival weekend. Yeah, Whereas, like, I, I, everything was clicking. I mean, yeah, actually, no, the... Sorry, go. go I mean, actually, stuff we can do with news bits. We may as well go straight into the show, because uh, this one was, that's um, how to put it, so they did the near live uh, streaming of it. So it was being streamed live because YouTube gave away the whole you know, stream X hours ago thing. Um, I'm guessing it was like a private stream to make sure that no stuff didn't screw up. You know, they weren't no streaming, say, the wrong camera or something like that or what have you. But it you know, wasn't made available for public. They did have the fight for the match went up. I think it's about an hour after the show finished and then obviously the full show as well. Um I don't know if this is a who oh, no, can we do live stream? Oh great, we can, and it didn't crap the bed. Well, no, do we do this? Because you no, know, they did uh you know, tease this with was it um Shock at the Top last year they did live stream and obviously uh the anniversary show or uh, in 2022 is live streamed. So there's yeah. definitely moves being made in terms of going live and I mean you had what's the five hundred and thirty they said of the turbine hall. Um you know, looking for crowds it was up from the five hundred they had in twenty twenty three. You know, if you want to compare it to 2021, it was 290, but we're still in, you know, knee-deep in COVID restrictions, so that's a bit unfair. Um, same ballpark for 2020 and, you know, not way off on 2019, but you know, 530, you know, it's a loud crowd all night, and I don't think that was the sound mixing thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, this to me was a show from all levels. Every single stage, there was you know, a lot of variety, everything clicked, there wasn't anything that you know, really... I don't say Shaq for bed. I mean, it was maybe one match was a bit weird, which you know, I'm sure we'll get to. But um, I mean, your initial thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I thought it was um, a, a very, very easy watch. Um, again, I think it was, I thought um, I thought anniversary was a very easy watch as well, and I think possibly even an easier watch. But um, what I liked about this show is that just the quality was everything was a step up on anniversary. Yeah, I think. Anniversary was a very nice thing to watch, but the quality was still the floor was still a lot lower. I think I think pretty much everything on this show was like like above the three level, um, and I don't think that's like an unreasonable thing. Like, and it it was genuinely all very good. Um, there was some very interesting sort of um, segments, very interesting um, sort of developments, the storylines, things that were set up for the future and it felt like um it felt like an old wxw show um it felt like the you know it grabbed me in the way that old shoot would um you know shows from 2017 2018 did um yeah i think well no and like yeah sorry go on yeah so what 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 we used to say was everyone on the show had a purpose we weren't just yeah. to, to make the numbers you well, look at no, no, we can go for this card. Was, um, yeah. No, everyone on this card, you know, for having a feud, obviously, no, they weren't there to make up the numbers. Um, you know, yeah, start, everybody was there for a reason, yeah. Yeah. You know, start you know, pre show the uh, five feather match. Uh, Maggot beating Alex Duke just over six minutes. Um, so this was, I guess, technically Maggot's first match since. Um, was it Broken Rules, the Frankfurt show, where he didn't, you know, came short yeah. for the title because obviously the anniversary, uh, the whole Vaniel thing happened and you know, that, yeah. no match didn't happen. Uh, but the, I guess the juice of this was in the post-match, so um, Robin Christopher came out off to market a spot in High Performer Limited. Um, they didn't have English, translate, uh, English subtitles of this, but the bit that my Google Translate came out was some along the lines of, no, I'd rather no don't but spend a minute view bastard or something like that. So Maggot turns on high perform limited. But if you watched the shotgun vlog last month, uh that offer was made, or at least Forberg was sniffing around Baby Allison, not like that. 
Uh, she came out, accepted the offer, saying she was more than just a sidekick. So now, uh, Baby Allison, part of High Perform Limited. Yes, official signing. There was the uh, there was the signing graphic went up on the High Performer Instagram post page. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting thing. I think there's a lot of good angles you could go with this. Um, there's one that I sort of have theorised, um, which we can maybe get onto later. But um, I think um, yeah. It's an interesting thing. So I, I well, the thing I suggested was, I think for work does he buy the women's title? Um, it doesn't exist anymore. Could he just buy it and give it to Allison? Like I mean, we a, did have a who of you know, having the SL wrestling shotgun belt for a while. Yeah, so it's like you know that 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 could be a thing maybe. I mean, the other thing that um. You know, We'll see because we we're recording this before the shotgun vlog co comes out, so we don't know what's being announced for the road carriage show in Bielefeld. But one of the things that Forvo was offering Maggot was a spot in the carriage qualifier, which was that uh, Joseph Hank Jr. actually got a spot in carriage for signing. Which you know, I hate to see what the you know the next person signing is going to get as a signing bonus because quality's quickly going downhill. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see you know, does that get you know pushed over to Baby Allison, I don't know where we go from there, but, yeah, interesting to see where this will go, you know, obviously, without the women's title, there's a lot of conjecture about, you know, what the women's division's going to be, um, no guess, you know, we're still gonna, we're still gonna find out, I mean, there were some moves on this show, um, which we'll get into, but main show, uh, opening match, uh, we had Rotten Flot up against, uh, more of Hype Formula Limited, Anil Marik and Tristan Archer, um, obviously, decent one, some, um, I want to say, some what was what was that uh, Canadian uh, commentator's whole thing malfunction of a junction where Rotten Flot were not on the same page early on. Uh, we got it back together, but yeah, it was a you know, pretty big win for um, American Archer. Bear in mind, you know, High Performance Limited haven't really been you know getting much in the way of statement wins, but yeah, big win for them and a decent enough opening match. I mean, crowd were hot as hell for it, which was a good sign. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. Um good reaction for Rotten Flock, especially considering they've not really set the world light, I think, in the, uh, not maybe out of their thing, but they've not really been booked consistently. Um, I thought, yeah, that was, it was a good reaction for them. Um, High Performer Limited, I think they've, Marek sort of seems to be flourishing in this, um, sort of, it feels a little bit less high pressure being as part of this stable, um, and I think it's maybe it's, he's getting a bit more comfortable with it. Archer, I think, you know, he's kind of consistently quite solid anyway so yeah it's quite a good um i thought it was a decent opener for this show moving on we had uh, the debut of pro wrestling knows yochi i'm not much about uh, taking on Aaliyah bloom uh this one like i only went three in the quad this blew me away like i've seen you know, a little bit of yoichi but not so much on this excursion run so formerly a uh, shiki inamura he's over on excursion doing one progress match a month and a few bits for the GWF. Uh, this one is put on a whole different side in Bloom that I haven't seen in terms of. And when um, Yorosuji did Rev Pro, that was a big uh, blow up match the first weekend with uh, Kyle Fletcher, in a way it was kind of a bit like kid gloves. Then as soon as you realized, oh, I can hit as well, <laughs> and it just you know, absolutely blew everyone away. You know, kind of same ballpark here. Now, I don't know if Yorichi's going to be around long term. I mean, in all these excursions, we don't know whether it's going to be for months or a year or however long. I mean, I think so. I was listening to um, Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast with uh, Jesse Collins and Alan Farrell a couple of weeks back. Yeah. And right. they mentioned about, you no, know, you know, he's, he's, oh, he's 31. Like, he's 31. He's been wrestling since 2018. And he's going he's, on excursion now. And he's on excursion now. Like, and he's been on excursion since September. In progress. In, in progress, yeah. Like, I'm looking at this cage match now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven progress matches, two GWF, and one for the beautifully named Squasher Job in Italy. Yeah. It's like, you know, and not, I know people complain compete, People complain about Shaw's room known Rev Pro. He was kidding, you know, at least Rev Pro run way more than once a month. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like, you know, he's been here in a new three or four months, you know, Finally branching outside of you know, uh, Camden, at least. Um, but yeah, you know, absolutely blew me away. And like, I, I don't know whether you know, being part of Carrot itself is a bit much. 
but not he's it, it'd be a good person to have around this weekend. Yeah, like um, um, touch on later, Mochizuki Junior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like in terms of a great first impression, <laughs> you couldn't get no. Okay, you can say well, beat former Shotgun champion. Well, yeah, that you know, that's one thing, but just for a man of performance and. Bloom had to raise this game as well, so it wasn't like yeah, yeah. A, a rollover. But yeah, he this couldn't, was he couldn't, absolutely um, fantastic. He couldn't phone it in at all, yeah. Very similar, I think, um, in a way to the Suji Guns match from last year. Um, that was back to Roots last year as well, weren't it? It was, yeah. Um, I think, well, I think the open house and crowd is more maybe generous to this sort of wrestler. Um, I don't know if this would go over particularly well in Frankfurt, or one of maybe like you know one of the other cities, but yeah, I thought Yochi did did quite well sort of on that crowd. Um, but yeah, it's it, he'd be an interesting person to have around. We don't, I don't know, as I say, we don't know how long he's sticking around. He, if he does any tournaments this year, I suspect it'd probably be strong style rather than um, Parrot, to be honest. Yeah, well, we can see. I mean, we know the names for ambition or what we think for names, but. Yeah, pretty good match and say hunched this one down. Uh, next one up, and I've just got one word for this, just weirdness. So uh, Stephanie May's Fast Time Moodle beat uh, Jane Neal and Bobby Guns. I watched this in English. I watched this in German. I... Not quite been, sure what's going on. Yeah, and I've been told it's a heat for moment kind of thing. So, but I mean, so basically what happened pretty early in the match, uh, Moodle came in, kicked Guns square in the face, you know, Bobby rolled you know, down to the outside. Um, I think it was Strigger said so Nick Shry came out to check on him. But, you know, if you were looking for it, you would have seen Nick, but wasn't acknowledged on commentary. Um, and, you know, Guns was down on the floor, say, good. I didn't realise that was Nick. I thought that was, um, yeah, I didn't realise that was Nick who was doing that. As, again, it may, might be yeah. the confirmation bias, yeah. kind of, but, yeah, Str- I mean, Strigger was there live, so I, yeah. you know, I trust I his trust, eyes. Yeah, I trust that, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you know, it was basically Jane Neal in a handicap match for, you no, know, I would say almost too long. I mean, bear in mind, yeah. you know, she's a Axeman trainee. You no, know, I think so. I, I would not say rookie, but you no, know, certainly hasn't got that much under the belt. Held her own, bear in mind, you no, know, this is you no know, potential could have fallen apart. Um, you know, came towards the end, guns came back in, double legged, and started wailing yeah. Wayne Mudo. Uh, Tass pretty much had to separate and smother the two of them, and basically. Right, you, you've tagged out. I don't care. You haven't, you know, I'm saying you've tagged out. Um, and then, you know, afterwards, they addressed it in the Dan Mallman interview. So I don't want to say, oh, this was a works for shoot. It just came across weird. And like, if this is something to build up towards, say, the Ambition Super Fight, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, I don't know how, I don't know how active you are on Instagram, but Gun was kind of a bit pissed off on Instagram. on. You sort of said that somebody had said something that was like uh, three uh, three uh, professional fighters and one one wrestler, uh, and like that got a kind of a bit of a uh, crap reaction from him. Well, um, yeah, um, I don't know. It was um, I can't remember the exact quote because I, I, I translated it, but I've, I've forgotten what it said. Um, that would have been helpful if I had that, but yeah, the, the, he Guns was sort of talking about that specific incident during on Instagram the other day. So I don't know whether that is something that, if it is a a worked thing, then fair enough. But if it, it was a bit of it was very odd though because uh, it wasn't really acknowledged. Yeah, and again, again I don't know if it's the kind yeah. of thing where it was meant yeah. to be like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it it suddenly got us talking about it. That's the way it was planned to be. Um, yeah. And again, you know, trial by fire for Jane Newman. This is what her second main roster show. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've, in terms of a match, you no know, thought. You know, Mays looked pretty good. Her first, you know, reunite reunification with her Mudo. They looked pretty decent. They seem to be going towards the tag titles. Um. You no. Know, the opener had uh, Marek and Darcher. They kind of hinting that way. So, yeah, it looks like um another multi-way tag match maybe for Coward Weekend or. Maybe do a gauntlet, how they go through that road. Um, what have you thought of Jane Neal the first couple of matches he's had? Because, like I say, Axeman trainee, you know, she has been, you no, know, I say, potting around the German scene for a fair little while, as I'm trying to find it. There was no cage match profile. 
But um, yeah, yeah quite impressive. Um, I thought she'd been quite impressive. Um, she's got some legitimate fighting experience, hasn't she? Um, yeah, I thought she'd been quite good. Um, I think there's it. It's heartening to know that the women aren't just being forgotten, even though there isn't a women's title. I think it's well, it's. It's annoying to kind of have to consistently bring up this title that doesn't exist anymore, but it is a bit of an elephant in the room, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it is at least heartening to know that uh, new women are joining the company, they're working in the company, they're actively being involved in storylines. They're, they're passing the the, the, the Bechdel test where it's like they have storylines of their own and it's not not necessarily a, a uh, just a Pony crap storyline, which we've kind of seen hundred times over, yep. and we were seeing towards the end of pre-COVID era WXW. Um, it's quite, it's quite good stuff, um, and I think Jane Nero, yeah, she, she's a good, good example of someone with a lot of upside. I think uh, there's a lot of, she's obviously still very. I feel she, there's a lot of work to go there, but yeah, she is quite. Um, she's a good prospect, I think, at least, and. If they can kind of keep it going and get the consistent booking, I think she will be a real asset for them. I think it's kind of what we're saying. You know, when there were rumblings of getting rid of the division, is there's a lot of talent at that level just bubbling up, and the last thing you want to do is, hey, here's the hot new talent, put the title on, and then you end up in this perpetual cycle of, well, they're new, but they've had a run of the title. Now what? And yep, it absolutely sucks that they've had to kill it. No say kill the division or kill the championship to rebuild but you know, what else do you do I mean you know, they had the year where it was on pretty much exclusively foreign talent now, at least now they say look there's no title so take that pressure off we're not having to book towards that and then who knows you know, maybe you, know, you do end up with you know, Forrick buying the belt back or they reintroduce when they do quote restock the division stuff like this isn't doing any harm you know, the fact that yeah, you're getting exactly. a rep and you're not getting the whole thing of, oh, we've had a few good matches. It would be good for a title shot now. Well, there's no title to have a shot. And if you want to put, you know, give a six months and give Jane Neal a match with uh, rotation with a shotgun belt, if he's still champion there, you know, that would work. Whereas, you know, you know that's you know, pretty much what they play. It's like they can go for the, you know, women can go for the belts in the next release, not a, oh, you're there just to make numbers like it was back in the day when you was no mm. Melanie Gray and we, you know, the, the traveling um, challenge of the month. Like, I've been going for the 2015 shows. You know, Kaylee Ray, Candice, Candice LeRae, uh, Shanna, you know, it's like just uh, Nixon Yule, the, you know, the, whoever's traveling, passing through, which, yeah. fine, it, it got reps, but in terms of, you know, there's nobody else building up, or at least now, you, you can get that stage where, okay, if it is, um, you know, Jane Nero, you can bring others in, but you are building up. Who was the one who was who came into, was it Tank? The one who came in to Tank, handle? yes, from uh, yeah, yeah. So she's not being bad, but again, she's not, not pretty Julia similar. Very good, Julia. Um, Bow, um, oh, so directly now posted the Valkyrie Cup, and I, if I pronounced that wrong, yeah. I probably have. Uh, she was scheduled to be on that, but that's plowed of injury, and I haven't seen her name around. Well, I, she's still around because she's, oh, she's, she's not, not retired, but she's training with um, rotation all the, the time. Twins. She's a basically, yeah, she's basically Rotation's uh, protege, I think, at this point, and they're tag team partners, so they're doing all right. They're, she's still around, and I don't know if, yeah, if she is still properly injured, I don't know. But, um... but, but again, it's the whole thing of it's the experience. You know, every, you know everyone they're looking at that level is, you know, fairly, you know, pretty much the same kind of experience level. You know, not saying you know, they're all not raw rookies, that kind of thing. But you are looking very much at it's all people who are a year to maybe three years in. Like I'm yeah. just looking now. Yeah. So um Julia, I'm not gonna pronounce that surname because I know it's not um consistently you shall we say, but yeah, debuted February twenty twenty two, so nearly not coming to start the third year. Mostly pro wrestling in Holland and then yeah, it's so she's, she has wrestled since that uh, Valkyrie Cup. Um, ironically, two weeks ago, uh, with God, PPW, it's a Sheffield training school. Is it 
Pinnacle Pro Wrestling. Um, promotion that when Pinnacle Pro in Sheffield went to Barcelona with uh, uh, Lucha Libre Barcelona did like a joint show, I guess, for a better word. Um, and she was in there with uh, I've lost with uh, Nico Narcisa, who I've heard a few times. An Italian lad. He's done like he's he's done some WW stuff. I swear he's done um, LDN. Like you know, name you see putting around uh, Europe a fair amount. Um, against uh, Jack Maxwell and Eve Bateman from the PPW side. So yeah, she's she's back up and running. So yeah, who knows? Maybe that's the name you start you know, popping up. And again, you know, we saw said you know, back in last year, you do get some who only pop along for festival weekends. Michelle Green for the most part, and you know, Julia. You know, it was a lot more shows. I mean. Wouldn't surprise me if you get the twins at, uh, in a circle like we did last year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and as, as I say, I think it, it, there's there's lots of there's lots of um, there's lots of sort of good people at a sort of that sort of level. Um, as I say, I think we uh, in my head there is still the spectre of Orshi. I don't know what she's doing. Um, you know, there is. I mean, if she decided to come back, then I. I think she would immediately slot into the sort of slot in a level above all of them. That's the problem. Um, it's uh, but it's one of these things. It's uh, I, I can I can see that there's 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 a lot sort of sort of bubbling, and it just needs just needs that extra sort of push for it to be of any value. Really, do you know what I mean? Well, again, you know, early days, but. Um... No, it's what, about half eight night. Have you had your dinner yet, mate? Because I think the two of us have got to eat our words for last for this next match. Um Axel Tish and Sebastian Hackle. No, and I'll I'll be I'll be fair, no, I still don't understand who this is for, but you know, I was expecting this to be I won't say a trainer, but nowhere near as good as it was. Um no you know, you no know, the FSM fifty came out a lot last week. You no, know, Axeman you no know, did pretty high up. Uh, I don't want to say this is a carry job, but you no, know, Hackle more than you know, carried his share of a bargain. But this for me was you know, pretty much a joint match for night, and this yeah. absolutely took me by surprise. Yeah, I think if you if you went three and a half on this match, you know, let, let's say we were working on that, working on the idea, we went, we went, you'd go three and a half on this match. Three point three 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 stars out of that would be excellent, and Hackle's got the half. Uh, but I think it was it, it Hackle's best performance. Um, by far, um, by a long, long way, um, it showed how quality uh, Tisha is and the ability he has to sort of lead a match, especially with, as I say, somebody who's probably not strong enough to do that himself. Um, but yeah, I thought this was—I thought there was 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 very, very good. It was—it was. If this is the start of the. Um, the Tisha redemption year, I think. Like, in my in my opinion, I like Tisha. Tisha could can do face on the hill, but I feel like really at the moment there's more value in him being a hill because sorry, more value in him being a face than there there is in him being a hill in WXW because you know the traveling fans think he's brilliant and respect him. The domestic fans think he's brilliant and respect him. There's no need for him to. You know, do do healy stuff because uh, he doesn't need it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think this kind of thing. It's not he. He'd get reactions anyway. Yeah, and, I, and you know, again, you no, know, he was healed carrot last year because you no, know, he wanted the belt by any means necessary. And it's been that you know, trying to pull himself off a tailspin. You know, since carrot last year, and obviously he's not matured this year unless he you know, gets Bielefeld spot and what have you. But yeah. For, for me, this is the kind of thing where he had that phone aside, you know, post-match, he put over Hackle, you know, got the handshake. And I would say, if this is the start of Hackle, of continuation of Hackle being semi-regular, I wouldn't mind. I mean, absolutely not put him, like, consistent high spots, but you would need to be, like, have someone... It's almost like a mouthpiece. I'm not saying put him heel with uh, Forverk, but you can't have him be the white meat baby face, to borrow a phrase. I... I, I feel like he, if he if he maybe stays he he can't 
feel like this is effectively the as far as you can go with him, though, really. Unless you whack the shotgun belt on him or something like that, like which I really don't want. He has to. The problem is he he's not good enough to work against people who aren't experienced enough. If if that makes sense, I don't. I wouldn't trust him working with an Anil Merrick. Or uh, well, he did. He did have a match with Anil Merrick, didn't he? Uh, I wouldn't trust him with him. I probably wouldn't trust him with you know someone like Danny Frey or you know he needs to be with the. Like an experienced hand to guide through, and like like a Bobby Guns, maybe um, someone like that. But like, is there value in hackle working with people like that? You know, and, but I don't know. Is I there's there's still a, there's still a gap between my understanding of hackle and probably the average German fan because for I I don't understand if I don't know if is hackle bringing. 25 people is he selling like you know 20 to 50 tickets that wouldn't be buying it if he wasn't on the show do you know what i mean yeah and, and things like we, we talked about some in the past and the i that... i don't think now saying he's you no know, WWE commentator in germany i don't you know, i may be wrong i don't think he's you know doing like a big thing every you no know, raw for instance Hey, I'm wrestling you no know, to Black W on da, da, da. No. But I don't think that's no maybe once twice but not. But even I then, wonder if maybe on social media, like him promoting that he because his social media has him in WXW, obviously. Yeah. And you know, somebody who's following the, the people that would be going to WXW because of Hackman aren't out. The, the the friends we've made over the years, they are not Hackman like followers in the sense of they're not people who would be like, oh, Hackman's on that show, I'm going to that. Um, well, I don't think so anyway. Um, so, as I say, I don't have any sort of um, frame of reference as to whether he is selling tickets for anybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, and again, we've, we've seen through the years, you know, I don't say... No. Quote unquote celebrity because again, a lot of these aren't false. And when we had, and obviously, was a completely different realm and a lot more controversial. Nick Hine, when he was came that at yeah. least got some eyeballs. And yeah, I mean, like I, Legat as well. Um, mm-hmm. when we when he was around, um, yeah, there's it's I, I don't know who that is. He it must, I think, Hacker is probably the most successful of all of these. Um, all of these endeavors, but I still don't know who it's for. Yeah, but we'll see where he goes. I mean, no, it to me that post match thing didn't feel like a right out or anything like that. But again, this got to fit in with you know his WWE stuff and obviously WXW's calendar. We'll see where his heads. But um, moving on, we had the shotgun title uh, rotations first defense against Jordan Oliver. Um, it was pretty good. I mean, I think the issue with this is. Jordan Oliver is in Europe for a few months, so to a sense you could buy a title change. Yeah. But to me, it didn't feel like the crowd that was there in October that was you know, eating up anything GCW related were as invested. Plus the if whole thing was, of... Um, if this was the... Um, who's the Lucha guy? <laughs> um, Gringo Local. Gringo Local, yeah. If it was Gringo Local, I think they probably would have been loving it. But um... I do think for with rotation he's in this weird spot because like he's been what not 10 13 years we've said he's been around to rescue this is his first rescue title are you really you not know, pulling the rug out from under him on night one so i think that's the kind of thing where with him and i'm not this is absolutely not a slight name involved you're gonna have this spell where people are going it's not like the sort of a carriage clock of a gold watch you no know, you know loyalty title ring kind of thing but i do think you can have some people going it's too soon for him to lose, and we can be a lot more steadfast in that because of who he is and how well loved he is. I mean, in all the years we've been going, I've yet to hear a single person even close to a neutral word on him, let alone a bad word, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's, that, it's that kind of thing where I don't want to say, oh, I could see he was going yay down the other end of a scale and going for so long with people are begging for him to lose it, but obviously I don't think night, no, this was the right time for him to even be close to losing. I mean, came not enough. Final two minutes, you know, you know, Jordan did have him in some trouble throughout. I think it was towards the end of the 
heavy acid bomb, you know, he came close, but yeah, yeah it was a pretty good match. Uh, again, I think, you know, the way the back to boots especially is laid out. Uh, they didn't do an interfrontal, but you no, know, just probably the main event, so could set the cage up. So, Rambo T, the crowd was maybe starting to flag. Um, what they weren't flagging on the next match, um, so it was the six man tag not in the cage of uh, Ambos, what's Robert Dreisker, Icarus, and Lawrence Roman against uh, Paige Tahani, Dennis Stolnig, and Hector Invictus. Uh, so this one only went about six, well, bang on six minutes between the bells. But uh, this is one where, you know, you could say they were setting stuff up because obviously last year, um, Paige Tahani broke Dreisker's face in the Kafik Schlacht, and they played the hell out of that here. Like, you know, the, you know, the terse stairs and then, you know, the little bit of... Um, Needle and then just completely blew up the end when Dreisker low blow to Honey. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so like for me, the, the, obviously... the pin the, when they when he broke out the pin by basically pushing on Dreisker's face, I thought that was class. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't that wasn't Max, like the whole thing where yeah, they yeah, know yeah. what they're doing, they know where they're going with this. And the other yeah. thing we, we, we skipped over this earlier, they did a you know, the pre tape interviews with uh Amboss with no long swim because quote stuck in traffic. And we'll get on. So obviously, we you know, bear that in mind. You no, know, Roman, he's been. I want to say the run to finish, but he was definitely the one that Dreisker was shouting at the most when Ambos had the trouble times last year. Yeah. So they um, Dolnik demand the match be restarts the street fight, but Tahani was being carried for back. It was three on two. Uh, pretty much what you expected, you know, some valiant fight back. But my God, I mean, you've seen this. That chair exploding from back body. Oh. Like, yeah. I talk at Ref Pro, or Andy Quilden doesn't get his chair deposit back. I <laughs> like some of those chairs, I they look old, like the shrapnel of it was flying out of those. Like, I think one landed in my back garden, I'm nowhere near Oberhausen. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was a dangerous, it was a shrapnel risk, wasn't it? Um, if you were in thing, yeah, I thought the street fight, um, section obviously, apart from the thing that happens very shortly, uh, the street fights, the street fight restart was good, it was, um, was a um I, I've always thought that uh Dreisker, um thrives in these sort of environments. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought yeah it was it was a really really good sort of reset um as I say like the, the the chair just completely exploding was was incredible and I sort of all the the fighting on the stage um you mentioned about obviously the needle in with uh Roman like Roman uh hits uh, I think it was Hector with the uh, Hector with the unified belt, and then Dreisko like grabs it and he's like, "No, no, no, no! You don't point, do this is mine. This isn't yours." Yeah, uh, so that, that was quite interesting. And then obviously, um, something we happened. have some in, we have some important information from backstage. There is support coming for Hector and Dulnig, and it's Shikahiri Irie with what we call cognitive dissonance. Like he's out in the WXW shorts because. I've seen him even in Sub Zero weather over here. He's out in shorts and flip flops. He, he and a Winnie the, the Pooh t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> He's always running hot. Um. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all stories if you're rooming with him and you feel the cold. Well, should have brought an extra jersey to sleep in, my friend. He, he, uh, he, he lives by the uh, the German principal, Lufton. Uh, he always he has to have the, he has to have the air, air in the room at all times. He's, he, he is more German than some of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose the kind of thing, you know, if, you, if you've been trapped in a hot room, you don't want to risk uh, that repeating if you can help it. But, um, yeah, so Iwie came out, pretty much cleared house, beat uh, Dreisker with the Beast Bomber Lariat. And, yeah, post-match, uh, no, Robert Dreisker, I want you for the title. Alf Defresser, thanks for plug, mate. And yeah. we've got our... I guess unofficial Carrot Knight two main event now, at least for the title match. Um, and bear in mind, was it what October time after Tag Fest? Iria was all despondent. Oh, Robert beat me. I, I don't deserve to be champion. I don't want my rematch. And here we are now. He's main event, no, no title match in the biggest weekend of the year. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good. But it's a story that they'd sort of built up um, around. Hagfest, didn't they? Because Iria kind of said, like, I I don't deserve to challenge because I can't beat him. Um, and then he does beat him here, and it's like, mm-hmm. here we go. Um, 
yeah, I think it's been a quite good story. And it's a match that it makes complete sense, but I hadn't considered it. Yeah, so it was, uh, just, um, so it was Matt, so it was over from, no, it was over for the weekend. And he yeah. was, was speaking before, and he's like, well, do you think any is going to be over? Because Progress announced him. And in hindsight, I don't know if that was a spoiler or what that was, but you know, I didn't put add it together. It's like, oh, I, I don't think Gary is going to be part of the tournament because you'd have thought if he was, if he'd have been announced by now, he's not going to be you know, entrant number 11, or he's, he's certainly sure he's not going to be doing the Bielefeld stuff. Well, there you go. He, was, he is part of the cup, but not the tournament. So, yeah, the carrot field is still very light in terms of, I think, at least from the name so far, there's no past winners. And only what um, Tahani has past carrot re- uh, and um, Fennec Jr. as well in terms of if in terms of people who've even wrestled him in terms of the past. So completely fresh lineup. But yeah, Iria is going to be in Germany and I guess in Europe for a little while. So keep an eye out for him in the usual places. You know, some progress this weekend. He's in Italy as well. I would expect him maybe be ref two two nine at some point. You know, if it yeah. gets in. Um, so, yeah, so then main event, uh, the annual Kefik Schlacht. Sounds like a jamboree, anything but. Uh, Eigel Blanc against Joseph Fennec Jr. And this one matched like 25 minutes, but it felt a lot longer because we did the you know, brawl before the bell. Um, so we put plunge in yeah. the ring, you know, we had tables, um, plenty of you know, chairs, we had, you know, Fennec was using his belt a lot during the match. And, no. I know as Mets been hyping this up, you know, one of the matches of the year so far. For me, I put this neck and neck with um you know, the Axeman Hackle match. I'll probably change my mind on the rewatch, but this was really good considering, you know, the first yeah, real lot match. Of, um, it picked up a lot of flack, probably from myself included in the lead up, because um I think we've been maybe conditioned to expect the K Flack to be a multi man, um multi person, should we say now. Um, we've always kind of, yeah, we've kind of conditioned ourselves for it to be that. Um, and I think, well, I was disappointed it was going to be single, and I was kind of thinking, is this really got the the spice for it? Um, this would have been class for Gover and Icarus, might, might I also add. I think if they'd done this as a case, like, that would have been good. But um, I thought, yeah, it completely justified the, um, the, the gimmick, really, uh, of, of the match. I thought it was really, really good. It, it, as I said, it, it felt a bit... E- it felt epic because it was so long. Um, I was a concerned because of the anniversary show we did, the, no, we did the, I guess, the warm, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And the crowd didn't seem particularly hot for it, but, like, here, main event, they more than delivered. Uh, to the point where I'm sat here wondering, hang on a second, Blank won, he ain't in carrots. Fennec got a spot in Carrot and Eichel Blanc, as we were recording, doesn't he even have a qualifier. Well, not yet. Like I say, we don't know what's going on with <laughs> Bielefeld. He could be the 11th man that they announced, but, oh, no, without qualifiers, but if by the end I'm sitting here thinking, how the hell has he got a spot? Or how the hell has Fennec got a spot but Eichel Blanc isn't even you know, mooted for a qualifier at this point? It's like, yeah, I mean, I say... Would you even cover like Eigel's coming out party into Brexit? At least, certainly, it's a singles act. It, I think he's always sort of been a higher level, but this, yeah, it felt a bit of a semi, not crowning, but yeah, it was the. Uh, it, I think this is the match that's kind of put him on the map. Um, I think in the same way that um, there was the, um, the, the maggot and um, Ahura stuff last year. Around the same sort of time, I felt yeah. that was quite that was quite similar in the sense of there was there was an iconic moment in this match, and the same as there was in the other ma- in the the ladder match. So I felt, yeah, it was um, it was really really uh, it certainly does feel that way, and especially like you know, Blanc's had had the um, the run in Big Japan. Um, was it Big Japan or did he all Japan? Uh, all Japan. Japan. We did all yeah. Japan. You know, he had that run in all Japan in the summer, and it, it, you know he's he's got. If he if he gets the bookings, he should. Then he he he's he's got all the. He, for me, he's got all the tools to be a world class wrestler. I think not not just a good for Europe. I think world class. I mean, he's I... got a great he's got a great gimmick. He's got a great look. He looks like he's 
you know, his his body is fantastic. Um, he's got a great move set. Like it's kind of all the ingredients are there, and this feels like the real nice pin. You know, that you can you can stick this match as the the match to point towards people towards now. I think. I'm just looking at this cage match. He has done stuff in, I guess, Mexico. This like five years ago now. Yeah. Um, CMLL. This uh, with. Um, so this with uh, Dick Riviera, also not from the French scene. Um, just looking the names. Yeah. So he had a like, I guess a, a week in Mexico. So he's not entirely new, but yeah, it would not surprise me if he's all over. You no, know, WrestleMania weekend. Um. And I said to you, Jim Week, I'm amazed nobody in England's even taken a look at him. Like I know, yeah, even like the uh, like Preston, Preston yeah, City or whatever it is, whatever it's called now. Um, like they, they, the sort of people who might have gone for him. You know, I feel like if Southside was still a thing, they probably would have gone for him. Um, so just, just I think the politically, match. there's obviously the political situation makes it more difficult, maybe. But I don't know. It's it seems. It seems bizarre he isn't coming over. So let's look at the cage match. Obviously, he did the North Double uh, X show last September. Uh, before then, two matches. Uh, well, one show in 2018 um, for FFW in Birmingham. So what's that? That's uh, Full Force Wrestling, where he won a Battle Royal back under his anglicised name of White Eagle. So... So he has done, but it's literally been one show over here, plus three to Black Sabre Corpro. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ian. They were Igla Blanc is French for. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not casting aspersions on Birmingham, but they obviously had to do a translation for a reason, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I mean, I know Andy's not been great in terms of booking European names. You know, I'm amazed he's not even had a look in for, say, they just announced the Revolution Rumble in March, but bring him in even for, like, you know, he's, he's, he's a Sheffield Stevenage swing or something like that. Like, yeah. we did Sense of Also last year, but, um, yeah, I keep an eye on Igor Blanc because, you know, jo uh, Joseph Fennick Jr.'s Sense of Also, you know, he's had a bit of notoriety in Europe, you know, through mostly Southside. Um, I think there's a name you really need to keep an eye on, not as a, oh, this is a guy keeping an eye on two or three years. This is 2024, that Igle Blanc, unless there's a you know, touch wood an injury, but there's a name that should be breaking out big time this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. That was back to the roots anyway. Um, no, say we are uh, back. Worth to watch, back. I think. Yeah, yeah, just under three hours, but worth every single second. And no, we've got that up now live, you know, cleaned up, I guess, for production edit in English. So. Yep, no excuses, doublexplainnow.com. Uh, a uh, few news bits. Uh, of course, Sod's Love, the day after we recorded last, and it's going to happen again here. Uh, they announced another match for Dead End, and it's the return of Oscar. He's teaming up for Yusha Nakashima's Youngblood against Ambos's Robert Dreis Kronikris. And that's uh, Oscar's debut in Hamburg. Did, did, didn't, I, didn't I say this would happen? Yep. <laughs> another one for my uh, Mike is Right column. Uh, it's growing. We've got a bunch more yeah. names for Carrot Weekend. So we've got uh, for the Wheel of Wrestling Wildcard Edition, uh, Channing Thomas uh, from Novi Scene in the States, and Liam Slate. And no, I, I know Novston Liam against Leon, which has been a bit of a tongue twister, but yeah, he's in for the Wheel of Wrestling Wildcard. Surprised he's not part of the um, Ambition Turn because you know he's kind of custom made for that. But instead, we have got names for ambition. At least there's eight names where I haven't explicitly said these guys are in the tournament. Uh, but what we do have is, and I'm scrolling down for names, we've got uh, Jay Joshua, who's been around like attack. He's been uh, yeah. Wrestle Carnival and all that, shutting down this weekend, but that kind of level of promotions. Uh, Matt Mikowski debuting for Merkin. The noise I made when I saw that announcement, that's, that's a hell of a get for this tournament. Uh, Jaden Newman, he's back over. He was part of Coward last year. Uh, he's had a bit of a makeover in terms of his, his act since then, so he's not free unless he goes back to the numero uno, number nine stuff he had last year. Be a slightly different proposition there. Uh, Rooten and Tootin again. Thomas Shire's coming back after falling short in the, in the finals. 
And I guess he's going to be the favourite for winning just based on that alone. And then earlier this week, they announced the other four names of Mochizuki Jr. from Dragon Gate. He'd been announced, but not for Coward Tournament. Um, but he's 21-year-old and he's on excursion through uh, Brit yeah. British Kingdom Pro, uh, Pro uh, the former 4FW. Um, they've got... I didn't go to any more shows, but they are really in tight for Dragon Gate, lads. So you know, that's... You know, uh, Alan Farrell was really looking forward to how Mochizuki Jr. looks in Germany and how he interacts uh last three names uh luke jacobs axel tisher of course they had the super fight last year which um yeah dodgy hometown refereeing will just leave it at that and patrick cyborg rounding out the eight don't know if these are the names for the tournament or just the eight first eight announced but if those are the eight for the tournament it's a very tasty lineup yeah i, I can't remember who it was who said it but like cyborg versus Mochizuki jr is one of these bizarre matches that could only ever happen on this specific weekend but yep. kind of has to happen <laughs> just because it's so bizarre yeah, that's gonna be like an opening round thing yeah yeah it's just one of these things it just has to happen because it's such a strange it's 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 two ships passing in the night it's, there's there's no chance there's the chance of it happening is so low that it's like it has to happen doesn't it it'll be a pub quiz question like 10 years time when Mosuke's on top of dragon gate which yeah. former German mixed martial artist did he beat in? And everyone's gone, German mixed martial? We've got that in Germany? <laughs> and then those who listen to this show will go to Carrot will know the answer, so... Yeah, well, hopefully Cyborg is, is you know, Ring of Honor champion by that point. So. <laughs> well, hopefully he's not buried away in that show nobody watches, but... Um, yeah. Anyway, so, of course, uh, that's the names we've got so far. I mean, heck, may as well do a roll call because we've Six weeks away from Carrot Mike, that's absolutely creeping up on us. It is um, it is really surprised surprisingly close. Bucky flights. <clears throat> I know yeah, I Inner Circle <laughs> I know Inner so Inner Circle is sold out, so if you're looking at a nose uh, Toby's looking, um I guess secondary market's your only choice for the moment now for that. Um just looking through the tickets so so the festival passes, uh you can still get because there's got plenty for the festival pass, but it's like rows four and five. Um, same with like the uh, standing pass for balconies. Uh, individual shows. Uh, night one is standing room only. Same night two, night three, to be perfectly honest right now. Uh, the ancillary shows, yeah, plenty of uh, standing or sitting room. So, yeah, in a circle is probably the only one you are going to be having to fight to get hold of a ticket off the second-hand market. But in terms of names... Of course, we've ten announced so far. We've got Oscar, uh, Gringo Loco, El Hero del Dr. Wagner Jr., Paige Tahani, Senza Volto, Mike Loku, one called Manders, Leo Rush, Luke Jacobs, and Masato Tanaka, which those ten names alone, and we've still got six to go. Yeah, um, so obviously we've got the, the two qualifiers coming up. Um, well, uh, well, well, five qualifiers, haven't we, plus another announcement, I suppose. Um, yep. Yes, it's a great, it's a great lineup, isn't it? So, yeah, and then we've got the Wheel of Wrestling. We've got, uh, we've count ten names so far: uh, Avatar, Landon Hale, Rachel Armstrong, Ryan Clancy, Stephen Wolf, Travis Williams, Derek Neal, Sapphire Reed, Channing Thomas, and Lou Liam Slater. Um, so you've got five matches there, but you'd expect maybe another three or four, depending on how they flesh that card out, but. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of names you wouldn't normally see in you. I know uh, Ryan Clancy's done some stuff with LDM, but a lot of names you wouldn't usually see in these kind of weekends. So, you know, if like seemingly Felix does, uh, puts a lot of uh, time into that IWTV subscription, you can be seeing a lot of names from uh, those shows on this wildcard edition. Notice maybe my bleed on, I mean, some previous years bleed on to say, you know, Tag Gauntlet or the other Wheel of Wrestling shows. So we'll see there. But, yeah. um, because you know, none of this for shotgun vlog that's dropping after we record this, so yeah, your guess is as good as ours. Uh, upcoming yeah. shows, uh, February 9th, Market Hall in Hamburg, that's dead end 2024. As you mentioned, mate, we looking got... forward to this one. Yeah, this so I know there's been some, I don't say iffy Hamburg uh, shows in the past, but you know, crowds haven't been too great. This one, I think, is going to be blow away. We've got four matches on tap so far. 
A two coward qualifier saw Leon Slater against Mike D. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we've seen uh, what uh, Mike D's like chucking people. I have a pretty good feeling Leon Slater's going to be finding a very quick way to the stage in the, in the Mark Tall. <laughs> be Unfortunately, it's coming from the wrestling ring. You could end up through the bloody train station. Um, <laughs> well, well, hopefully it's not off. And this is horribly off topic. We went to it's November 2018, the Ilya uh unification one. Um, it's like midnight, say late November's ice cold. And also it's just hopefully the station's better Nick than it was then because uh, me, Jen and Gunny went to McDonald's, the only thing open afterwards. And some of the sites about McDonald's are uh, not fit for repeating, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's somewhere online. If you want to find it, you're quite welcome to. But there is actually a podcast that I partly recorded in Hamburg train station. Um, if you want to find that and you know where you're looking, you might be able to find it. But <laughs> yeah, I recorded a podcast after about eight beer at the um, WXW show in between that and the Progress show. Oh God. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I recorded a podcast with me, Mort. Uh, well, it wasn't really much of a podcast. I don't think any of us were in talking moods. But uh, I was sort of wandering around with a recorder. And I think, yeah, I, I think Mort, get, Mort doesn't say very much. Um, Sarah Sarah uh, 4L was obviously there. Uh, Gary was there. Um, there was a few people there. I can't remember, but yeah, there is. If you if you know where you're looking, you might be able to find that. But um, <laughs> it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a podcast you should never listen to because it's so bad. But I do enjoy it. I've got it somewhere on the computer. I'm just looking back. So that was he says the weekend they did with progress. Yeah, that's the weekend where God it was for progress. Uh, Hamburg show was just a massive middle thing to any kind of continuity in storylines, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the best progress show of all time because it, you'll never be able to see it again. So, uh, um, yeah. Well, yeah. actually, no, you can find it on Billy Billy. <laughs> but it's not, it on... It's, it's not on progress on demand. I mean, oh, yeah, because we're slamming applause. I'm looking at the card now. Main event, Walter against Chris Brooks, which then turned into a six-man tag. Featuring Andy, Bobby Guns, and Maurice Salani on one who, side. Who were all feuding. Mm -hmm. Chris Brooks, Walter, and you David can guess Star who, Star who, Star were, all, who, was, who were still feuding at the same... <laughs> yeah, that was a disaster. That was an absolute disaster. But hey, it was, uh, it was fun. Uh, I, I'd never had fun like that, that show ever before or since, so... Uh, and I, I woke up. I, w I woke up the following day at seven a.m. to get my train to Oberhausen. Uh, and I woke up and I realised my bedroom, my hotel door was wide open. Ooh. And basically, what I did is I think I walked into the room and collapsed face down on my bed at the uh, the Ibis uh, Hamburg station. And I, I thought I'd been robbed. Shot. I thought I'd been robbed at first, but no. Thankfully, I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're going back hey, to 2024. <laughs> yeah, th this 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 Mark Tyler show looks good, and I think I think you're right when you say that it's maybe not been the best. This last couple of shows have been a bit duffer, but I think you know the reputation of Hamburg sometimes does precede it. Yeah, um, I think I was lucky I saw it at full tilt, but I think I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to say. But WWE's kind of served up a kind of very unremarkable cards of Hamburg. But this seems a, these this card seems a lot better already than anything they've put up in the last probably two years, to be honest. So we've got Leon Mike in qualifier, another yeah. card qualifier, Bobby Guns against Lawrence Roman. Um you know, we said earlier about how you no know, Robert Trisk has now effectively got three fronts to fight on. Got you no know, Peter Tahani, obviously Iria's front then, but obviously something's bubbling with Lawrence Roman. In fact we've got two of those names potentially in carrot. You know, could be interesting there. Elsewhere, of course, we've got Peter Hani against Idol Blanc. Um, we aforementioned Ambos against Oscar and uh, Nakashima tag match. Um, so that'd be a very interesting one. Bear in mind, you know, Oscar's WXW departure was at the hands of Robert Dreisker. So and then the next night, we've got the sold-out uh, Road 16-carat gold in Bielefeld. Again, as we're saying, they haven't got a uh, card or anything close to it up yet. 
pre-scout spots on the lines will be mini tournaments you'd expect. Um, so we've got that. Uh, then we have got February 24th at the event hall airport and over traveling. It's a non-televised event. Uh, right now we've got Axel Titian and Leah Bloom's the only thing announced. Uh, 2nd of March, back in bad sacking at the Huber Arena. Uh, Joseph Fennick Jr. and Mike D's the only thing announced for that. And then Gelson Kirschen for Inner Circle 15 sold out and Oberhausen for Couts. And yeah, this is creeping up way quicker than I wanted to, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting there. I think probably we've got the next the next episode and the episode after that would be the preview, wouldn't it, effectively? Yep. Um, the other, well, it's not WXW, but obviously if you are around WXW weekend or of 16 Carat Wrestling Cult is also on the Saturday morning. Um, if you're a hardcore man like me, then you do everything. Um Go see Mott Van Kunder, probably. Um, <laughs> it's some I don't interesting say a few relics, but a lot of names from the past. But uh... yeah, it, it's the it's the uh, it's the sort of the the dirty B side of sixteen carat. Um, but it's good. It's good. Um, you know, you'll see people like uh, familiar. So Mike D's on that show. You'll see people like Danny Frey. You'll see uh, Nina Samuels. I think is defending against Amal uh, Amal Winchester, um, former WXW Women's Champion. Uh, I think. Yeah, there's there's lots of people on them stem that show, and it's always a bit of a mixed bag. And invariably, it's not the best wrestling, but it's good fun. And I, I feel like if you if if you if you're there for carrot, you got to do it all. And I know you've never done it, have you, Ian? No, but I am very one tempted. Year, to go. One year I will get you there. Uh, uh, so, my wrestling called Facebook page. They have got a few more announcements. Oh, have they? Okay. Well, um, we've got. Uh, Alpha Kevin, who I dare say looks a bit like Trent Seven these days against Aaron Insane. Yeah. There's your 2015 Direct Re offer match. Um okay, Griffin McCoy, who was over for the um that CZW uh, tour last summer for Direct He's on here. I know he's back in Europe with um Preston City Wrestling. Yeah. Uh so that you know that's maybe shouldn't be so surprising. Um we've got Mike. D in a handicap match against Marcus Plan B. So it's Marcus Vice, who's obviously the the referee occasionally in WXW. Yeah. He he kind of works a heel um, heel gimmick in WX, in w, wrestling cult where he he effectively was the champion, but he had Mike D. Basically, it was the Christian Cage Luchasaurus thing, but he was doing it before that. <laughs> oh my God! Does Tony Khan watch wrestling cult? Uh, well, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, um, the graphic is uh, Danny, Danny Frey, and I have um, no idea who the... Not entirely sure. The only thing seen is uh, Marcus is a beautiful name, but I've... Oh, it's another guy called Marcus, that's why. Um, and then what else? Of course, we've got the announced uh, Amal Nina Samuels. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, it... We're getting a lot there on the card, and that's what nine thirty doors, ten a.m. bell time. So, yeah, get up nice and early for that one. Um, you know what? Yeah. This maybe the You're idea. Be awake anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so it, that's the. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so I'm saying it's um, no, you only can do a wild ride once, I guess. No, Unless, I've, been, you know, doing, you I've get been doing it, it every year since well, 2018. Voices were saying only do it once, I guess this might be my time, but um, yeah, so yeah, got to a uh, dead end and then Bielefeld in two weeks' time, so probably back three weeks for the coverage of art and then you know the preview before we all bugger off to uh Oberhausen or to Slov Airport in March. But Mike, anything to plug uh, because I know you're off to uh Merseyside this weekend, no, yeah, well, no- nothing to plug sort of uh in that sense, no. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 in the minute but uh yeah you can follow me on and all the adventures i have on all of the all of the social media channels i'm mike kilby on everything um instagram uh, twitter um all of them you can find me on there um and yeah it's uh you can see what i get up to i do things all the time i tweet funny things sometimes um <laughs> and i'm on this podcast so. You can follow me at Ian Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky Threads. I think I may use one of them at some point. Uh, at Big Bad Buck, at Big Bad Body, I get my teeth in, shall I? At Big Back Body Drop on Twitter, uh, Back Body Drop on Instagram Threads. I think those are the ones we be using these days. But 
get battle wrapped up. I'm off to put the rest of my teeth in Mike. Uh, good luck for looting this weekend, and we'll see you down the line. Tschüss. Tschüss.